Welcome to We Got Goals, a podcast by asweatlife.com. I'm Gina Anderson Cohen, and with me I have Maggie Umberger and Cindy Kuzma. Good morning, Gina. Hey, Gina, how's it going? I'm doing great, and I'm very excited for this week's episode. Cindy, you talked to an incredible athlete, someone who had the fastest U.S. marathon debut, Jordan Hasse. I did. I spoke to Jordan, who, as you mentioned, had an amazing debut in the Boston Marathon last year. She also ran the Chicago Marathon last year, where she came in third with an even better time of two hours, 20 minutes, and 57 seconds, which is blistering fast. And she's coming back to run Chicago again this fall, so she was in town, and I had the chance to sit down with her, and it was wonderful. And Jordan hasn't always had the smoothest sort of training record. There was a moment where she encountered injury, right? Yes. She, in fact, was supposed to run the Boston Marathon again this year and was injured right beforehand. She had a stress fracture in her foot. I mean, literally, I think it was maybe two days or even a day before the race she ended up dropping out, which was really difficult for her. But she, we talked, you know, how I have a special affinity for injured athletes. It's something that I work on a lot. I'm working on a book about it. And she did something that I think is really common among successful athletes and people who successfully navigate injury, which was she set new goals related to recovering from her injury. So she was, of course, upset that she couldn't run the race and also disappointed to put a break in her training and and found it difficult. But she said, okay, well, what can I work on instead? She started trying to address her weaknesses. She worked more on strength and flexibility. She started doing a lot more yoga. And then when she started running again, she could really see some of the benefits to that. And, you know, we kind of talked a little bit about how She wasn't entirely sure how much of the benefits of the yoga was physical and how much of it was mental. But if it gives you the confidence to continue on towards your bigger goals, like it it honestly ultimately doesn't even matter. And it's certainly a lot better than sitting around feeling sorry for yourself. So I thought it was really um, incredible the way she was able to kind of navigate that. We hear a lot about her her resilience across this entire episode, which is really an inspiration to hear, to listen to. She has a few other moments of difficulty and sadness and disappointment in her past, but she uses them to fuel her, to inspire herself and to inspire others. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So in addition to just the, the kind of immense pressure that's on someone who's an athlete at this level, um, she had a really sad personal moment right before the Boston Marathon, um, the first one that she ran. Her mother suddenly passed away in November. And I was grateful to, to Jordan for being open and talking with us about this. She really, as as sad as, as she was and as hard as it was, I mean, her mom was her best friend and they used to run together. And her mom was the reason that she got into running in the first place. She really channeled her mom. I mean, during that race, she talked about running for her mom so she could be her mom's shining star. She wears her mom's engagement ring on her left hand. And she realized like she had been practicing grabbing her water bottles when you're an elite runner you don't get like water from like the water table like everyone else does you have like a special bottle with your own special mix prepared in it and so you can like reach out and grab it but she had only practiced with her right hand and the bottles were on their left so she kind of was like hey mom I need your help like with these bottles so even down to like that really small level she envisioned her mom there with her and when she finished and and had this amazing race she thanked her mom and and you know said that that performance was for her and that really gave her you know I think it gave her not only a 
way to help cope with her grief, but it gave her goals in her life a new meaning because now she was doing it for someone who who she had lost. So, you know, that I know has been really her ability to talk openly about it, too, has been really, I think, helpful for other people who have been in that situation. And I know she hears from other people who have gone through losses and we all go through difficult moments. We might not all lose someone as as close as she was to her mom at such a, a pivotal stage, but but I think other people definitely have really gravitated toward that moment of resilience and really taken inspiration from how she's able to still be sad and still be a human being, but also elevate herself to even newer heights in, in the midst of, of these difficult challenges. What a story of grit and resilience. I can't wait to hear your full talk with Jordan, and I'm sure everyone at home will love it too. Here's Cindy with Jordan. And be sure to stick around until the end of the episode when we'll be hearing from a listener just like you who's out there achieving big, big goals. Yeah, I said I'll be on the road. I'll be back. I'm just reaching for a goal. So don't be upset when I'm not around. Well, this is Cindy Kuzma, and I am here with Jordan Hasse on the We Got Goals podcast. Jordan, thank you so much for being here with us today. Really appreciate it. Uh, thanks, Cindy. It's great being here. So... Jordan, for those listeners who don't know you, um, tell us a little bit about who you are and how you spend your days. So I'm a professional runner for Nike. I run the marathon. I've run two marathons so far, Boston and Chicago, and I'll be running Chicago in 2018 again. That's why we're here in Chicago. (laughs) Basically, my day is run, eat, sleep. I have the (laughs) best job ever. I feel really blessed to be able to do what I love as a living. So I'm just waking up, eating, doing my first run, and then maybe doing something in the gym, and then uh, having some lunch, taking a nap, and and then doing another run, having dinner, and and going to sleep. So it's it's pretty simple, but it's definitely a lot of hard work and training and uh, preparation, but I just love the process of it, and just I just enjoy the routine. I enjoy every day. It might get boring for some people, but... I just love doing the same thing day in and day out. Well, I'm definitely going to be interested in hearing how that factors into your goals because <laughs> I know um, it's one thing to have those big goals, right? But it's another thing to, to be really invested in the yeah. process along yeah. the way. So we do talk to a lot of a lot of elite athletes here on We Got Goals, and that does seem to be something that they have in common. You know, they have big goals, but they break it down into step by step and they right. enjoy the process. So is is that kind of how you approach those big goals that you have, too? Yeah, I think that's super, super important. Obviously, you want to have your kind of long-term goals that you're looking at just to have that, I guess, that end motivation. But it's really just about the day-to-day successes. And I've been going through an injury. I had to pull out of Boston this past year because I had a stress fracture, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So it's really just been about the little wins for me right now, just starting back. I started back with one mile and then a mile and a half the next day. And so it's been a really slow, slow process. So I just try to focus on, okay, what did I do well today? And uh, seeing seeing that as a win and not getting intimidated by how far you have to go to, to get back to the level that I was at in order to reach the goals that I want to achieve. So I think just, just doing that, breaking it down, and then having your routine is really helpful too so you don't even have to think about it. That's, yeah, I, I'd say that's my number one thing, just routine, because sometimes you just... Uh, yeah, I get tired too, like everyone else. I don't, I have my workouts are hard, and the easy days are 
are still really hard. I'm doing a lot of miles. So having the routine helps just because it's, it's like a checklist, just making sure you get it done. And then you look back and say, okay, yeah, I, I did all this. And that will hopefully just set you up for your, for your goal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry about your injury. First of all, Thanks. I was in Boston this year too, and um, yeah. I know how disappointing that must have been. Yeah. But yeah, I, I also write a lot about injury and athletes, and I've been talking to athletes who have been injured, and that does seem like something that people have in common when they get through injury is they, they kind of set new goals, just like you're talking about. And I've seen you post that you know you were kind of focusing on some of your weaknesses while you were injured too and kind of setting goals in that regard. So can you talk a little bit about how, <laughs> how that helped you as you were going through that recovery process yeah you know it's been super fun uh I just I kind of took a week where I was super bummed out just because I put you put so much into the preparation and then I got so close to be going to race and it was my goal to win Boston this year so that was that was tough because when you do set a goal and then you're you're not able to achieve it or even I mean not even being able to tow the start line that's really tough so then take a couple give yourself time to take a breather but then yeah I've been doing a lot of strengthening flexibility work I've I'm big into the yoga right now so yeah just like little goals I I would come home I was in California for my break and tell my dad I did a handstand for 30 seconds today (laughs) (laughs) and then just just like mastering the different poses and so that's been kind of a good outlet for me and I think we're seeing it. My coach, I, I did my first interval workout uh, two days ago, and I did the first one, and he goes, it's the yoga. Your stride looks so good. So it's really nice if you just kind of stick with it that it does it does seem like it pays off. You know, it was really – I was so happy that day just because it's, it is frustrating. It's like, oh, I'm driving to yoga class. I would r- much rather be out running, but just doing this. I don't know if it's going to work, but just got to trust it. And yeah, I keep saying trust the process, but it really is true. You just got to gotta go through it. And you know, sometimes things, you try stuff and it doesn't work out, but you just, just keep trying. I, I guess that's the beauty of it is that. And also I think that you can, you can create, you can find the positive in anything. So I never really see anything as as I try not to see anything as a negative, you know. So I I think half of the battle is mental. So both my coach and I, to that example, probably are saying, okay, yeah, she did, this is working. Maybe my stride looks exactly the same as it did, but we're just, you know, in our minds, we're saying, okay, yeah, I do feel better. I feel like I, I'm getting more movement. So uh, I think you can sort of not trick yourself, but if you're putting in the, like I said, if you're putting in the work, then you've got that foundation. So mentally you can have that, whether or not it's actually making a 100% difference or 50%. I think just having that, knowing that you did something, you were trying is important. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you take that time when you're injured to kind of build on, build on that foundation, like you said, like whether it is truly a physical change yeah. in your body or a psychological change that then you're able to kind of view that to tell yourself a story about that time that you spend it the best way you can right and that gives you that confidence it, yeah it's not like I it's better than towing the line thinking oh gosh the past 
seven weeks I've been just sitting on my couch moping around doing nothing. It's mm-hmm. like, well, I have nothing else to do in the day, so I'm just going to stretch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I just basically telling him that, like, yeah, I've had nothing to do all day, so I've just been stretching, and <laughs> apparently it paid off. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I look forward to seeing that beautiful, even more beautiful stride. Thank you. Here in Chicago in October. Yeah. So, Jordan, on the We Got Goals podcast, we ask one big question, or we asked two big questions, but the first big question is, what is the big goal that you've achieved? Why was it important to you? And how did you get there? And you have so many accomplishments to choose from, but if you had to highlight one, what would you say? Yeah, so I guess my biggest goal recently has been moving up to the marathon distance. So I've been running since I was 12 years old and mainly did the track. I was Uh, in the Olympic trials when I was 16 years old in the 1500 meters so far cry from the marathon and then ran the 5k and 10k in college and then when I turned professional I just wasn't having the success that I wanted on the track I finished ninth in the 10k at the Olympic trials and uh, or maybe it was 13th I don't remember it was (laughs) far back there and uh, I just eventually uh, one of my goals I'd like to get an Olympic medal or a world world championship medal so It just didn't seem realistic if I'm not even making national teams. So my coach and I sat down and said, why don't we try the longer distances? So I started to train for more of the half marathon type stuff and ran a 10 miler that October and won and that went really well and then debuted in the half in January in 109 something or 108 something. And then, and so that went well. And then, yeah, I just really had to work. Again, it's all about the process. So I increased my miles, did some longer, long runs, <laughs> some 25 milers, and it was tough. It's definitely different training. And then, yeah, just going into Boston, though, I felt super prepared. My coach won Boston himself, so he kind of knows what he's doing in terms of coaching the marathon, which is nice. And I just had to mentally be really tough and not be intimidated by the distance. But for some reason on the start line, I just felt super calm and super ready. And I think that going into any marathon, you just have to be super confident in your preparation. And again, I keep saying it, but yeah, if you just go through the process, then that kind of gives you the confidence that you can at least have the best shot to go after your goal, even if you know, it's just all about trying, but just putting in the work to give yourself the best chance. So I felt towing the line in Boston, I felt like that's what I had done. And so I was able to go out with the lead pack because they were going at 225 pace, which was kind of what we thought I could run, which was great because if they were going to run any faster, I was planning on kind of hanging back just because it was my first one and I wanted to have a positive experience (laughs) and thankfully I did and was there Uh, the lead pack kept getting smaller and smaller and then there were five of us and um, Edna Kipple got made a big move about mile 18 which I couldn't handle but held on for third and was two minutes ahead of my goal time 223 so that's kind of what I also like about the marathon is that you can have a certain time goal but well, at least for myself, I've always kind of surpassed it, maybe because I just go into the race with, like, I, I don't think you can have, like, a super specific time goal. You just got to put in all the prep and every buildup's different and just be be as prepared as you can. But it's such a long race that so much can change and the weather can impact it. So it's just really about having your best performance and whatever the time is going to be or the place, that's what it's going to be. Well, you can... 
yeah, it, I guess everyone has to deal with the same conditions, so you can kind of um, factor in the place more so. Uh, th I guess that was more of my goal in my second one was that I got third in Boston. Okay, Jordan now no, <laughs> no lower than third. So yeah, that's kind of the same for, you know, this year. I want to keep moving up place-wise as well as time-wise, but I think that's what, what was nice for me is that in the marathon, I just really had no expectations. So sometimes when you are setting a goal, that helps if you keep trying to go back to the same thing like I was on the track and I have all these memories where I was trying to hit a certain time or pace and I just kind of failed. So maybe just change it up and it's still running, but it was just a totally different kind of vibe for me being on the road and then just having that longer distance. So I think that really helped for me just having that change of pace. Yeah, was was it hard for you at all? I mean, did you sort of feel sad about leaving the track behind? Or how did you kind of adjust <laughs> your mindset and your goals? <laughs> uh, I, well, yeah, I mean, like I said, I had been doing it for so long that it is, it's kind of refreshing. It's like a different sport. Uh, that's what my coach said after my first half. He said, we just needed to enter you in a different sport of road racing. So it's just, the track was a lot of pressure. And when you've been doing it for so long and then I was so good in high school that people do put a lot of expectations on you and I put a lot of expectations on myself as well so when you're at the top there's really no leeway like you can go down a little bit but that you just it's it's a lot to be able to stay stay there for so many years so it was just nice to sort of have that weight off my shoulders of the track and not have to keep doing the same thing I think we, we just kept going back to my training and trying different things and it just wasn't working so it's just nice that I can go and I can train for the marathon and I know what works and I know that it translates to a successful race so you do have to in terms of goals I think have to have you have to do see some outcomes in order to keep staying motivated uh, I mean I love running I would have I mean I would keep running my mom, when I finished <laughs> further back in the Olympic trials, she's like, well, you know, at least you're out there and someone's got to finish in the <laughs> in the back places and it's fine. Like, you can keep doing that. And I'm like, yeah, mom, but like, I don't know if I, I don't really want to keep doing that. Like I would, I enjoy the day to day, but it is nice to, to finish a little bit higher up if you're more gifted in, in a certain distance. So I think that it was nice that I found the distance that, really born born for wow that's got to be an incredible <laughs> feeling to feel like you've, you've found that for sure yeah it was definitely kind of a like excitement and relief at the same time because we had always said again when I didn't have success at the track oh you're going to be great at the marathon one day the marathon's going to be your distance and that can sort of be like good and bad because it's like kind of a fallback so one day if I do try the marathon it takes courage to actually try it and then if I didn't do well at it that would have been t tough now it's really yeah. nice to say that I I did do well at it and especially I think my second marathon I was I was pretty nervous because I was like oh you know what if that was just a one-off whatnot you never know so I think that it's only gotten this the third one's kind of nice because I know I've already had two good ones so it, it's two I think is enough to say okay yeah I can have a reasonably successful one <laughs> no matter what as long as I just go in and try and the preparation goes well again it's all about staying healthy as I learned from Boston and just not overdoing it so 
I uh, gotta just be really smart in this build up. But other than that, I'm just thankful that that yeah, it seems like that's my that's my race. Yeah, it seems to be working out all right for you. <laughs> Thanks. Well, you mentioned your mom, and, and if you're comfortable talking about it a little bit, I know you you lost her a couple years ago before that that first race, and I can't even imagine how hard that was for you. But I know that just like we were talking about with injury, you you really have use that to inspire you and, and fuel you and um, you know you have talked about how you run to be her shining star and I think it's really incredible like kind of how you've you've dealt with that and I wondered if you could talk about that a little bit if you're comfortable how that has maybe even given some of your goals a, a different and, and a new meaning yeah thanks I think it's definitely been super tough she was my best friend and She's the reason that I started out running. She would run her six-mile route every day. And when I started junior high track, not the first couple of years, but once I started to get more serious into it, she had let me run four-mile loop with her. And then Christmas, I got to run the six-mile loop one, one year. And so she was really the reason that I got into it and, you know, why I am as good as I am because talking about goals, um, she taught me everything about that routine and and every, it's funny because when she passed people would say well like talk about what what did you guys enjoy doing like what would you do can you go do that and I'm like well what I do every day is what we would do <laughs> I just miss having her with me while I'm doing mm-hmm. it so so I'm just thankful for that like at all the foundations that she instilled in me so in a way it's like just continuing on our our passion together so I I felt like she's obviously still still was always with me and um it was really it was in November before and I was debuting in Boston that year so she had known about the that I was moving to the marathon I had just won that 10 mile race a couple weeks before she passed away so you know we had it written on the calendar to run Boston and everything so I think in a way that kind of helped me through the loss because I was just so inspired to uh, (laughs) keep training hard and that just just yeah it helped me through it and but a lot of people have seen kind of the the finish of Boston and I was so emotional and I didn't really plan it that way but I just I felt like in that race she was just really with me and I wear her engagement ring on my left hand and I was super nervous about grabbing the bottles my first marathon ever and so uh, the tables were actually on the left side and we had only been practicing with my right hand <laughs> so mm. I was just thinking oh mom help me and I didn't miss a single bottle so that was cool and then just yeah just having her in my head and then my dad was there my aunt so it was nice to have my family as well who have been just a incredible support as is my brother but yeah I just crossed the line and just thought of her and I knew she'd be knew she'd be proud of me and yeah, for just just keeping going and uh, felt felt her spirit. So it was yeah, it's just super emotional and it's still you still definitely have your ups and downs. But I think it's important and it's helped me to be able to kind of have this platform. People have reached out and makes me realize I'm not the only one. Everyone has losses. And like I said, in Boston, so many people lost loved ones on the day of the bombing. So just really puts it into perspective. So I was kind of running for everyone out there that had lost loved ones and still 
want to go back and win Boston one day for that reason. <laughs> uh, so thankfully I'm young and I have several years to try to go back. But yeah, it just it's tough not having her here and seeing the success. But I know that she's she would be just super, super proud. I mean, everyone around me is just so supportive and has... I mean, my dad's great, and we've become best friends now, and <laughs> uh, no one can ever replace her, but we're all just so close, and my, my brother's, he's two years younger, too, and he's he started training for the marathon now, so we're all, <laughs> we're all doing really well, which I'm just thankful for, and that kind of propels me forward, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw that he just ran his first half, right? Yes, <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel so bad this week, so... I'm coaching him kind of and he his knee is bugging him so I feel like I gave him too much or what did I do and it's so funny to like be from that perspective yeah I guess this is kind of yeah in terms of goal setting too it's you are invested in that in your athlete and Mm -hmm. now it gives me a different yeah different perspective from why my coach is always saying oh how'd you feel on this run and this and that and sometimes I feel like it's redundant but then I realize well you're not the one out there so Mm. (laughs) you didn't know how you're feeling and then when he said he kind of had a pain this week I thought oh no I've injured him I've been really cut back on everything so it just it's been fun yeah oh probably gives you yeah a whole new perspective on what Alberto does yeah yeah Oh my gosh. So the second big question we have here on, on We Got Goals is about the future, about a big goal you have for the future and, and how you plan to get there. And you've mentioned some things here and there, and obviously I know you're coming back in, to Chicago and, and you have maybe Tokyo in, in mm. your sights, but I don't know if you, if you had to sort of name one specific goal and how you plan to get there, um, what would you say? Yeah, I mean, Tokyo is definitely the kind of, I'd say that's a more of a longer term goal right now, but just focusing on Chicago that kind of helped me when I couldn't run Boston because I had my eyes already kind of set on coming back here again so I just thought okay don't don't ruin it and um have to get surgery because if I you know if it had fully fractured it's a really bad surgery 13 screws or something so I'm glad I just had only six weeks off because that was already the death of me so I can't imagine six months (laughs) so I'm just thankful for that and then yeah I just really want to focus on that American record I was about 400 meters away from the finish when I saw it on the clock last year so definitely I think within my sights uh we went out super quick for the half so I think with just better pacing and hopefully good weather again and just it's always a great field so yeah I'm just I'm excited about again just focusing on the process for that so I'm back up to like 55 miles this week and (laughs) which doesn't seem like that much seems like a long ways away from uh, where I want to be but I'm just thankful to be pain-free what are some of the other, you know, when you think about like your routine and, and your goals and what are some of the other like sort of day-to-day things that you do? I know you read a lot, right? Mm-hmm. You have motivational books that you yeah. read or so, I don't know. Tell me about some of those. Yeah, I like motivational books. I listen to podcasts a lot. It's a good way to pass the time when you're in the gym, like doing core and stretching and whatnot. I really like finding mastery podcasts. Mm-hmm. And then I do some meditation too. I like 10% Happier app those sorts of things and then just yeah I'm really into uh, Grey's Anatomy and Friends are my top TV shows just chilling out I usually have a big dinner at night so I like to make a big salad and then some sort of grill 
grilled something, grilled steak, salmon. So I like to cook. And, yeah, like I said, it's just a lot of resting and sleeping, eating. So I like to sleep. (laughs) 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 I like to rest. (laughs) Uh, It's funny because I I hate walking. Last year after Chicago, I went to Disneyland with my best friend. And I swear it was harder than the marathon. (laughs) Like Our Garmin said we walked 15 miles, and she's a Disney pro, so we were walking back and forth, like, fast, fast, trying to – maximize our time but mm-hmm. i was just exhausted afterwards so I'll, i'm not doing that again <laughs> i will return to chicago <laughs> marathon but not to disneyland <laughs> until <That's funny. laughs> until i have little kids or something <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah it's all perspective right so you're either you're either running or you're like chilling or right? resting <laughs> yeah because i'm just all about like yeah recovering for the run and trying to maximize each run i think it's important even if it's easy run to just have your mind focused and ready and that's another thing you can just put into your confidence bank mentally just knowing that you did your did your easy runs and got it done because in the marathon it's all about just getting in the miles and you journal some too right i do yeah i started journaling yeah, to be honest, I, at first I thought journaling was kind of lame, but I started it after my mom passed, and it's really, really helped me. I journal in the morning, so I usually read some sort of Bible passage and then kind of journal on that, and then before my nap, then I just kind of write. This sounds kind of lame, but I almost, like, write it as a letter to her because we used to talk on the phone every day for at least, like, 30 minutes or an hour so I just kind of write out like hey mom this is like you would have thought this was funny today and whatnot and so that's that's just been pretty therapeutic for me to write that stuff out and then it turns out that it's been intertwined with my running log as well so I'll kind of like write down my goals for the week and and different stuff so it's it's nice like I used to have the running log separate it's actually been kind of hard to go back through my training because I'll have like all this other stuff written and what I was doing but I I kind of like it because it's more just like a day daily like okay like get get your thoughts out so yeah I definitely recommend that like when I was just reading different things on grief they said that you should journal and I started to try it after I was just having some because Boston was definitely a high and then there's kind of that low of like I think I was so so focused on the marathon that uh, again it like I wasn't really thinking about the loss and then you just get back oh it's like normal life and between November and Boston I was I wasn't really doing my normal routine because I just had bunch of stuff going on and whatnot and then it got back to like okay now I like have to read and nap and that seemed kind of weird to do still I mean I don't know why but it's like why am I reading a fictional book like when (laughs) just like having this huge other thing that happened but I think that was super important just to get back to that and so so again I set little goals like okay Jordan you're gonna read a book this week like you're gonna get back to reading and then that whole summer I end up reading a ton of books so that really helped just get back to normal and uh, this year actually it's not like so much anymore that I I'd say a journal maybe once a week so it hasn't been as frequent and I'm not saying like it's not good or bad I think you could journal every day and it'd be a great thing so yeah it's just kind of again you see the actually see the progress everyone said that you'd see progress but sometimes in the moment it's hard to think long term about that sort of thing 
and it can be really, really tough. But I think if you just let yourself, again, go through those small steps, then you do come out the other end. And now it's kind of like, wow, like that, it, I really have seen progress. So it's, it's neat to see if you just follow it through. Yeah, well, that's kind of a beautiful sentiment. And to think that you had it with your training data and you were kind of charting your personal growth and change along with your running, that's, that's really profound. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Jordan, I'm so grateful for your time and, and your willingness to talk with us about all of this. Thank you so, so much for joining me. Before I let you go, I want to make sure that our listeners know how to keep up with you on your path. Not literally, because most of us <laughs> cannot keep up with you, but how can people find you if they want to um, follow along with your training for Chicago and all of the other fun things that you're doing? Yeah, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Jordan Hasse. And then I'm working on actually, I'm really bad at updating my website, but we're working on relaunching that this summer. And I've done quite a few different strength training videos. People were curious about that after Boston because I, I lift pretty heavy in terms of strength training. I can deadlift twice my body weight. So I work with my strength coach and we've posted some videos for distance runners to kind of implement that into their training so we're going to post that on the website too you can find those on my instagram right now but we're trying to put them in a in a better place for for everyone so it's more easily accessible so look for that pretty soon all right excellent well we will check that out and we'll be looking out for you and looking forward to having you back on our streets this fall thank you so much jordan yeah thank you Hey, goal-getters, Cindy Kuzma again. We have something special for you, just like we've been having the past few weeks. This is a goal from one of you, our listeners, recorded live at the Michelob Ultra Sweatworking Week Fitness Festival last month. If you would like to share one of your goals with us, a goal that you've achieved, a goal that you're setting out to achieve, even some piece of goal-getting wisdom, we'd love to hear about it. So here's how you can do that. Record an audio memo on your phone or even on your computer if you want to, and email it to me. That's cindy at asweatlife.com. You could be on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening, and here is one of your goals. Girl, sit up, be on the road. I'll be back. I'm just reaching for a goal. So don't be upset when I'm not a I'm Erica Robinson or E. Marie from Chicago. And Erica, what is a big goal that you've achieved? Why was it important to you and how did you get there? One of the biggest goals I've achieved is weight loss in my life. It was a tough journey from coming from an athlete to gaining so much weight after not playing sports for just a few years. My body changed so much. It was such a struggle to get to know my body as an adult in my late 20s. And losing weight for me, it kind of showed me that put me back in that athletic mind state to make me feel like there is a goal and if I just put it right in front of me and take these simple steps I can get there. Um, it was a long journey, two years without losing any weight and then finally once I put all my pieces in the puzzle it finally happened. So that was a big deal for me because I was one of those people that are out there every day saying oh I can't lose weight, I will never lose weight and I finally did so. 
What are some of those steps that you took along the way to get there? Um, definitely looking at what I could control. Um, and a lot of the times we don't look at what we can control. We just look at so much of, oh, I don't have the money to eat healthy or I don't have the time to go work out. And I took steps to understand what I could do and what I did have. Um, and that was trying to figure out how to put it around my lifestyle. So I knew I had a job at the time from 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. So I knew if I have to wake up at you know 5 a.m., I'm not going to want to cook at that point. So preparing, you know, just two boiled eggs overnight so I can just grab them out the door. Um, and one of the main things I did to lose weight was stay away from restaurant food, and that made a big, that made one of the biggest differences. Yeah. Awesome. Well, congratulations. Thank that you. is an incredible goal. Thank you so much for sharing it with us today, no Erica. This podcast was produced by me, Cindy Kuzma, and it's another thing that's better with friends. So please share it with yours. You can do that by subscribing on most of the platforms where you get your podcasts and leaving us a rating or a review or just telling your friends. That'd be great too. Special thanks to Jay Mano for our theme music, to our guest this week, Jordan Hasse, to Tech Nexus for the recording studio, and of course to you for listening. 